But I think we just need to remember and remind ourselves that where or, or you listening, you know, you are on your own path and you're doing your own cool, badass things. And what you might think is just like inferior or not cool or not as amazing as what someone else is doing is super cool and amazing. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creatives. My name is Femke. And my name is Charlie. We've got another, in what I feel is becoming very common, feelings episode for you today. Honestly, I feel like sometimes design life is just turning into designer therapy, but that's all right. Oh my god, We need to talk about these things. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Today we're going to talk about feeling unsuccessful. This came about from... Where should I explain? Okay, let's let's go back to a meetup that I went to in New York. So it was my first weekend in the city, and I went to this amazing uh, meetup organized by a YouTuber called Sarah Dicci. She makes vlogs, and she was an Adobe Creative Resident one year, and so she yeah, talks about lots of creative things on her YouTube channel. And she'd organized this meetup called Hustle NY, which is basically where a bunch of creative entrepreneurial types get together and this one was held in a photo store, and it was awesome. There were so many really cool people there, and I met met a lot of great people that I then was able to spend the week with while I was in New York. But the morning after the meetup, I woke up, and I just felt, I don't know how to explain it, but I just felt like from meeting all those super successful people, I felt like I was really uninteresting, and like, why on earth? Would they be interested in talking to me? Like, I felt like I had nothing to offer of my own in the conversation, hearing about their projects. And I was like, well, I've got, I mean, a couple of side things, I guess. But I don't know. I just felt super unsuccessful and uninteresting. And it's not a normal feeling for me to have that. But I tweeted about it. I did the super emo tweet (laughs) that said, do you, ever, do you ever wake up some days and just feel bad about yourself and like you're super unsuccessful and uninteresting? Because same. And honestly, the response was way, way more than I was expecting. First of all, I don't know if him. Do you do you feel this sometimes? Oh my gosh, definitely. I th- yeah, okay. like, well, I'm not go. surprised how many people yeah? resonated with your tweet. Yeah, I don't know. I think we can we can get into the details later. But uh, or do we want to jump in now? I don't know. I feel like we've already kicked this off. Do yeah, we no, have a catch up. No, ju- ju- no, just keep going. Like it's okay, it's really good. Keep going. keep going. People want to hear the rest of the story. <laughs> so yeah, the response to this tweet was way more than I expected, and way more people saying that they feel this every day. And I was like, that like broke my heart a little bit to feel that some people wake up and this is their normal state of being is feeling this unsuccessful and uninteresting because. I just felt horrible and it was of no no one's fault, you know, no one's fault but my own that I'd, you know, met all these super successful people and, and compared myself to them and let my let it affect me that way. But yeah, I just couldn't imagine feeling like that every day and how crippling that must be. And so I wanted to talk about it in this episode so that maybe we can try and unpack why we feel this and try and help some of these people, I guess, not feel it every single day because... That just seems like such a burden to me. I'm trying to decide, like, I'd be interested to hear what you think about this. Do you think that it's a choice that we let ourselves make to feel bad and compare ourselves to those other people? Like, do you think that 
we have the power to like mentally choose how we feel being around. Like I'm assuming that the people that you were around with at this meetup were, you know, successful people and that that influenced how you how you felt. Um, and I, I guess what I'm trying to decide is whether we have a whether it's possible for us to have a little bit more control over that. Like maybe we just need to be more confident in ourselves. And I know that that is really easy to say and really difficult to do because I struggle with confidence a lot. I know you've talked about struggling with confidence. Uh, it's something a lot of us struggle with. And so I don't know, I guess I'm just trying to figure out whether having having these feelings of, of unsuccessfulness um, is, a, is a choice, I guess, is something that we let ourselves believe and let ourselves think, but isn't necessarily true. I don't know if it's a conscious choice. You know, no one would choose to feel this way if they had, you know, the power over it, I don't think. I think it it's something we can choose to get out of, though, by changing right. our mindset. Yeah. And that's not easy. That is incredibly hard. Uh, so it's not like you can just decide not to and then all of a sudden, click, it's gone. But I do think it's something that we can work on. And like with most things, yeah, try and try and change our mindset on. I don't know. For me, it was it was just that this... I always met so many cool people and I was just like, I want you to like me. Like, I want you to mm-hmm. want to hang out with me. And, you know, it's not like I've got a lacking of friends or anything like that. I'm very lucky to have quite a group of amazing people, uh, you know, in my friendship circle, in multiple friendship circles, actually, I guess I would say. But, yeah, there was just something about some of the people that I met. I was like, you're so cool and I want to be someone that someone else meets and it's like, you're so cool. I really want to hang out with you. And, you know, I think you're fascinating. I want to hear about your projects. And as I'm saying that, it sounds really big headed, but I don't know. I guess that's the honest truth is that we, we do want other people to find us interesting, right? Especially when we share so much of ourselves online, like we want other people to be interested in our projects. So I guess I shouldn't feel bad about thinking that. No, I don't think it's big headed at all. Like in a, in a way, I'm I'm pretty confident that some of those feelings are just human nature, you know, like we want to be included and we want to feel like part of something and part of a community and feel accepted into into circles. And especially when it comes to, I think, people that we admire, uh, you know, that, that doesn't surprise me at all that we, we want to be friends with those people and we want to be able to relate to those people. And I mean, as you're saying this, Charlie, I am confident like pretty much 99.9% confident that someone who has come up to you at VidCon or any other event and said hi to you maybe they bumped into you on the street I'm confident that that person is is meeting you with starstruck eyes so I'm <laughs> I'm sure that it has happened to you and you probably just didn't realize it at the time that it was happening that this person was super interested in you so I mean if you're feeling like no one's ever been interested in you. I think you're completely wrong. And I'm sure that everybody who's listening to this agrees with me that you are an extremely interesting and cool person that a lot of people would love to spend time with. See, this is the thing, though, is that it's not that I just want everyone to think that of me. It's that I really want the people that I meet and really respect and admire to think that. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I know that there is a lot of people who do think that, and which is why I felt stupid, super silly to be having these thoughts. But it was, yeah, I guess being on the other side and meeting people that I was like, whoa, you're so awesome. And then worrying about the impression that I gave in that situation is more what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. Does that make sense? 
So you felt like you didn't know how to react around those people? Were you embarrassed or you didn't feel like you were cool Ooh. enough to be with them? or It was more like I didn't know how to talk about my projects, I guess. And like I felt like I didn't have really anything of value to give in the situation. Mm. I feel like we give a lot of value on this podcast, right? But there's some people I meet that I'm like, you don't need me at all. Like, I have nothing to offer you. You're you're way too cool. You've got it all sorted out already. Yeah. <laughs> but then, I don't know, I guess some people who I think that of also have run into these issues, you know? Yeah, I think that's that's the thing. It's so easy to see these successful or cool people or whatever. And especially with the internet you know you can basically create whatever version of yourself you want and project that online so I think it's so easy to assume that these people that you're you're hanging out with uh, don't need you right or like they've got their life figured out it seems they're really successful they've got super cool projects going on everything seems to be going perfect so why do they need a friend like you I think it's easy to jump to that conclusion but I think also, I, I mean, I'm I'm guessing, but it wouldn't surprise me if I'm sure that those people have their own things going on as well and things that they want to learn or improve upon or things that are missing in their life that maybe you could provide as a friend, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm just scrolling through the replies to this emo tweet of mine and r- realizing that yeah, what, what surprised me in the response to this was the number of people who I thought had it all together and were like super confident and uh-huh. I think are really inspiring who have replied and said that they also feel this way, right? Like um, our friend Corey Miller responded and was like, yep, I feel this way. He said, everyone else is running their own businesses and here I am like, hey, look, another entrepreneur vlog I can watch, meaning like he feels like he's not the one doing the thing, you know, he's watching it. Right. And I think of him as super successful and interesting and, you know, got a lot of cool stuff on the go yeah and so yeah this is what I mean that I guess people are fighting things that we don't realize a lot of the time you know and I think also we don't give ourselves enough credit for what we already do I think we kind of exist in this space oh that sounded really that came out weird but I think we (laughs) kind of live in this time where there's always more 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 like there's always more you can be doing more Mm. effort you need to put in you know like Gary V whatever uh look at people like young successful people like Mark Zuck and and Elon Musk that have just like paved this way or shown that there's a way to achieve super success and obviously you know those those pressures are, are water falling down to people like us at the bottom who feel like, oh my gosh, like, what am I doing? Like, there's so much more that I could be doing. These people have proved it. And so I think it's easy to just feel so dissatisfied with, you know, maybe you have a a tiny blog, like when you compare that to something like, I don't know, someone with 5 million YouTube subscribers, of course, you're going to feel a little bit insignificant. But I, I don't think that's the point. I think the point more to focus on is like you're doing something that's super cool and is, you know, bringing you success in some way or another. Who cares how small or big that success is? And like that's that's awesome. I, I think it's sad to see people who create these these things and, and they are hustling. They're doing the hustle uh, and still not feeling like they're quite doing enough or, or that it's insignificant and, and not comparable to others. Yeah, that word enough is what's been ringing around in my head, I suppose, since, you know, since having this 
dark day, I guess I could call it, is feeling like you're good enough or that you're doing enough. It's like, who decides what's enough, right? Right. Like, technically only we should decide that, but we do keep comparing ourselves to everyone else. And like they say, comparison is the thief of joy, I'm pretty sure is the term. <laughs> and it's it's true, right? Like, you can feel totally confident in doing your own little thing and, like, being in your own little world, and the minute you step out of that and compare it to what everyone else is doing, that's when you can feel insignificant. So true. Like, if I think to my little bubble of side projects and things that I do and and only think about it in that sort of bubble way, I'm like, yeah, I do a lot of cool stuff. I do this podcast, I do a blog, I do a mailing list, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I do a lot of really cool, interesting things, and it's fun. But as soon as I zoom out a little bit more and start comparing that to what other people are doing with their time – yeah, I mean, I start to feel and, and question myself like, well, they're doing so much more. Am I doing enough? Maybe I need to do more. And I, I think that's coming down to quantity as well of like worrying or stressing about whether I'm doing enough things, not necessarily am I, uh, I guess, like providing enough value through through smaller amount of things, but maybe they have a bigger impact. Mm. Yeah, why do you think this is that we... I don't know. Why are we so hard on ourselves? And how can we stop this? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I sent out a tweet the other day, and I don't want this to overshadow this episode, but it, I think it kind of is relevant here where I basically just got really tired, and I feel like this way a lot, actually, of just seeing the same successful people be in the spotlight. Yeah, I remember this. Uh, I, I'm constantly seeing the same people being interviewed on podcasts and speaking at conferences and being guest interviewed on blogs and things like that. And they're always asked the same questions, which to me is so boring because I've heard the same people tell the same story like 10 different times on 10 different uh, blogs or whatever. And I was just kind of like over it. And so I, I did this tweet that I was like, is anyone else just experiencing fatigue from seeing the same creative people in the spotlight all the time? And I, so many people responded, yeah, that they're super sick of it too. And I think that's a lot where the pressure comes from as well, is that you see the same successful people being highlighted and think, you know, you, you automatically, your brain's automatically like, okay, well, that's the definition of success because yes. you're seeing them yeah. constantly all the time. And so that's what you start intrinsically comparing yourself to and start unconsciously striving for. Do you know what one of my favorite things is? is when I discover someone, I don't know, you know, how I come across them. Maybe it's through a blog post. Maybe it's they watch a video and leave a comment and I check out their channel or whatever. But it's when I find people who are doing really cool things who I've never heard of before. It gives me so much hope. I'm like, how many amazing people like this must there be out there who are just doing really cool things on a smaller scale? And we don't hear about them because they're not these top six creatives or, yep. you know, whatever it is. And I don't know. That just gives me gives me a bit of hope that there's a lot of people out there who are like under the radar and and just being quietly successful and that makes me feel better than like I can be quietly successful too. Well, I mean, so do you consider yourself quietly successful because I'm I'm sure a lot of people think that you're I mean, what are you at now 56,000? Or something? 58, actually. I'll oh, have you well, know. See, see, even more than I thought. I'm sure that a lot of people see that as success like for a lot of people I'm sure that that's their definition definition of success 
I would say I'm on the path to success. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think, I think, I don't know. If I stopped now, I would feel like, yeah, I had a good run. That was cool. But that would be pretty unsatisfying because I feel like I've got a lot of loose ends that wouldn't be tied up in like so many ideas that I haven't started on. Mm-hmm. But I think that, I think that's a good thing. Actually, someone, um, you, you tweeted up from our Design Life account talking about feeling unsuccessful and asking if anyone else feels this way and what brings those feelings on. And Tristan replied and said, for sure, at the same time, I believe that being dissatisfied is a crucial part of improving your craft, which is an interesting point. Um, Because I think if I already felt successful, I'd stop trying. Yeah, Yeah, I know what you mean. It's like once you, you always have to, I mean, maybe it's the type of people we are. This might not apply for everyone, but I I can speak for myself is that I always need something to be reaching for. You know, I, I yeah. do always need a little bit of unsatisfaction uh, to, to keep that momentum going and to keep me going and striving for something else. Uh, because for me, if I, you know, say I reached success, quote unquote, whatever that is, and there's nothing really much more to strive for because, you know, done it all. Uh, I I feel like for me, that would be a bit of plateau. I'd be a bit lost. Like, okay, well, I did this thing, but like what? what next now what what am I supposed to do with this success yeah uh, Eric, our friend Eric replied as well to this tweet from Tristan and said I definitely agree that not feeling successful can be healthy if you use it to motivate you to keep showing up yeah I think so but at the same time I think it's also important to recognize and acknowledge when you do achieve success and not just constantly 24-7 live your life feeling in this unsuccessful mindset yeah, I think what it was for me, thinking back, is that in that moment, I felt like I wasn't even on the path and like I was doing all this stuff, but it was kind of for nothing. And like, I don't know, but that I was wasting my time, that I, it's too late, I'm too old. Oh my I gosh, Charlie, you're not <laughs> too old, girl. <laughs> I know, but this is what I was feeling in the time and like, you know, kind of yeah. know that that's, that's the thing that, that came out. Um yeah, I don't know. It was it was a feeling like I wasn't on the journey, whereas most days I do feel like I'm on the journey. I don't feel, sit there and think, I'm super successful and awesome, but I do think, I'm doing some cool stuff. This is fun. Let's see where this goes, you know? And it was, yeah, I don't know, just, just a moment of questioning what I was doing, how I was spending my time, and if if it was the right right thing to be doing, or if, I don't know, I was on the right path or what. And yeah, I mean, I guess from the responses, we can see that a lot of people also also feel this way, mm. which is sad, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what advice to give to help with this. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting that you brought up age because we did have a, like quite a few of the responses related to age as well, saying that, you know, they'd often... I mean, it can go both ways. You can compare yourself to older people and younger people, uh, but it seemed like a lot of people were comparing themselves to younger people and then feeling Mm. like, oh, well, I've missed the mark or it's too late for me. You know, I'm a 30-something, I'm 30-something and just now learning design and there's all these 22 yuppies coming out, you know, of of school and how am I possibly ever going to compete with them? Uh, And so, I I mean, I think that's a natural thing. We do compare ourselves uh, based on age uh but at the same time I don't I I want to say that I don't think it matters but I I do it as well I definitely do it I see people you know whether they're younger or older than me and compare myself based on what they've achieved in their lifetime 
but I I don't know if that's always a good thing. And I think I think it would be a little bit healthy if we just occasionally didn't care about that, uh, because I don't think it's fair for us to compare our successes to other people's successes based on their age. You know? Yeah, because there's so much else that goes into it as well. Like it's not just age; it's the opportunities they had growing up and. I don't know, maybe they matured at a different age and were working on side projects when they were like 16 when I was just like worrying about what dress I was going to buy next. (laughs) (laughs) That was the first thing that came to my head. I love it. But yeah, it is interesting how so many of these replies do talk about age. Uh, Like Lauren, for example, says, I compare myself to others, not even designers, like they're my age and they have such a better job and I'm only this. Mm. Right? And it does feel like... When you see someone who is your age or younger and are in what you perceive to be a better position than you, you you do feel unsuccessful, right? Like that that's just what happens. But you do have to remember that you were on a different path and do you regret how you spent your time? Cuz I know that personally, I in while I was in my early 20s, I was in no way ready to you know be an entrepreneur and and trying to build an audience and all this. That was the furthest thing from my mind. I was just worrying about, I think I was worrying about music and making friends and finishing university. Like, like a normal 20-something year old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> those were the things on my mind. And I'm not sad about that because you have to realize that everything you've done in your life has made you who you are today. And I don't think you should gr- regret who you are, right? Everyone listening to this podcast, as we know, Uh, from you know checking out people's projects and everyone who replies to our tweets and gives good advice to our listeners you know on whatever topic we're talking about we know that our listeners are awesome people and they've all got really cool things going on and so we should not be feeling this way we should not be feeling like we're in the wrong position or like you know not enough for our age or whatever I just finished reading this book called The Crossroads of Should and Must by Al Luna. And in it she t- she she talks about or she highlights uh people who found quote unquote success in the late stage of their life. So these are people who are like in their 50s, in their 70s, and suddenly became super successful. I cannot remember the examples off the top of my head. I think they were people that like published a novel that suddenly was like, you know, number one novel. Uh, but I'm going to I'm going to dig it up and see if I can I can find them and share them as examples, because I think that's a like great proof, I guess, to show that success can happen in any stage of your life. And just because maybe you're only 25 now and haven't seen success does not in any way mean that you're never going to achieve success because there's still so much time left in your life to achieve it. That sounds like a really good book and like something I need to read right now. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll make sure to to link it and pull out those examples because I think they're super interesting. I mean, like I don't know I don't know if it's just because I'm in my 20s, but all I see most of the time is uh other people in their 20s who are successful basically. Right, yeah. Uh and I don't often see or hear about people who are in their 40s or in their 60s about suddenly you know, finding success or whatever. Probably because they're not like all over social media. All uh, yeah, the time, exactly. Like us millennials are. Exactly. <laughs> and so you only see what's inside your bubble, basically. Mm. But uh, I think it's important to, to just know that there's success happening in all stages of life to all different kinds of people at all different ages. So, 
yeah, I think that's still really important to remember. I don't know where this pressure comes from for us. I, I think that things like the the Forbes 30 under 30 list and things like that are definitely not helping mm. in in this pressure to feel like that's the age by which you should achieve a thing, you know, and by the age you, you should be well known. Do you feel like if you don't achieve success by 30, then you're nothing special? I don't know. But the thing for me is I don't know what I would call like this peak level of success, you know. But I do feel like it's a thing that has to happen when you're young. And I know that it's right. not. Like logically, I know that it's not. Yeah. But, <laughs> but the uh, world's irrationally, telling you. That, yes, exactly. Yeah. I feel like the older I get, the less impressive things are, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I work every day alongside the CEO and founder of our company is two years younger than me, and he's amazingly successful and, you know, super inspiring. But for some reason, I, I think that the age thing only only jumps out at me when it's it's a new story, right? And when I'm like, oh, man, this person's only this age and they've done that, it, like, hits me at that moment. But I don't spend every single day that I work with Nathan thinking that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. the the first time I found out how old he was, I was like, what? How? But then you just get on with life, right? And you're just like, whoop, yep, that's what he's done. And that's amazing. And you can be inspired by it. And I don't know. I think that this successful at a young age thing is a very popular s- splash story to be told, you know, and it, I don't, I don't know if it can have any effect other than being demotivating sometimes, <laughs> right? Unless you stick with that person and you watch them grind and you watch them work hard and then you get an understanding of how they achieve that success. I think the, the you know, success at a young age is not the full story is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and do you think that, or do you feel like the full story is never really told? Yeah, I do think it's more interesting to just be like, this person's only 24 and they've got their own company. And then you're like, oh man, how'd they but do how? that? But, yeah. <laughs> but when you understand their background and, you know, where it came from, I have a good story for this actually. And by the time this episode goes up, there will be a video on my YouTube channel where I'm uh, having a conversation with a new friend of mine, Brett Conti, who is a skateboarder and YouTuber and he's got his own clothing company. Oh, cool. And he's only 24 years old. Cool. And his his clothing company is in like skate stores nationwide. Wow. And it's a pretty big deal. And he's, you know, sells skateboards as well. And he's one of the people who, when I met, I was just like, I'm so boring. <laughs> <laughs> but then talking to him and understanding his background, like his grandfather ran a textiles company. And so he's had this mm-hmm. like uh, exposure, I guess, to manufacturing and production from quite a young age. And he's learned it and he's made use of that and he's worked really hard for it and now he's got this company. And so it's not just that suddenly at at 24 he had this idea and boom, a company existed. It's something that he'd been working on for for many years and is something that's been in his background. And it was cool to understand that story and that background and, you know, how this company came to be. I'm trying to, like hearing your story, I read this book and I cannot for the life of me, remember right now what it is, I, but I'm going to find out because it talks exactly about this kind of stuff and how successful people quite 
often, a lot of the time, it's it's not on a whim. You know, something's mm. happened in their childhood or they have uh, connections to someone or maybe they were born at the right time. Uh, that kind of, th- those things help uh, foster basically their success in this magical, invisible way that can't really be described. Uh, but it's a really, really fascinating book. And just hearing the story that you just told kind of reminded me of that uh, because I think a lot of the time there are things that just happens to us universal ways, uh, you know, whether it's the, the time you were born and the year you were born. Uh, for example, like if you think about the dot-com boom, you know, you had mm. to be born at a specific time to be able to, uh, yeah, good point. like, you know, ride the make waves of that. that. Yeah, yeah, make use of that opportunity. Uh, so things like that are really, really interesting to me. And, you know, just hearing about how uh, Brett had a connection to the textile industry, you know, that's a really good example of something that, you, you, like he was kind of gifted that in a way. Uh, so there's this really, really good book that talks about a lot of examples, especially in relation to sports and sports stars, which mm. I'm not interested in sport at all, but it was super interesting to read. So I'll find out what that book was and make sure to link it because, yeah, it's a good read. You know what I'm thinking is that perhaps we see these, you know, wonder kid success stories are told because they are so rare. Mm. Like, if every single person did something huge and great in their 20s, it wouldn't be so interesting to talk about, right? And it wouldn't be the interesting thing to write articles about. Like I'm thinking of uh, recently there was an article written about Nathan and in a, in a local Boise paper, which is where he lives, Boise, Cute. Idaho. Uh, and, you know, after doing the interview, he was expecting it to be about ConvertKit. But what it turned out to be was them being, like, amazed at the success he's achieved from a young age and, you know, mm-hmm. focusing on that angle. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it, it's just making me realize that the reason that angle is one that's often taken in stories is because it's a rare story. And so we shouldn't all expect to be in that position, right? Right. Because, like I said, if we all did that, it wouldn't be interesting and it wouldn't be the thing that we hear stories about. Which is probably why we don't hear as many stories of success uh, from people in their forties or you know later in life, because that's a more normal age to reach success, I suppose. Yeah, I think I get what you're saying. Like it's it tells an impressive story. Yeah, I think you're right. Often, what we see in in the media and in the paper or, or on Twitter, whatever, we we see it over and over, and therefore assume that it's supposed to be normal or that it's something common uh but it's not necessarily right it's it's uncommon which is why it's highlighted and why it's a story yeah i get you so the rest of us who aren't on the forbes 30 under 30 list because there are only 30 people on the 30 under 30 list (laughs) we shouldn't be feeling like that means we've failed we should just realize that we are in a completely normal position in life. <laughs> and that's and, okay. And that's okay. <laughs> you know, not everyone can be extraordinary. Otherwise, it being extraordinary wouldn't be extraordinary. That's a great quote right that there. That was fantastic. <laughs> I'm going to turn that into a poster. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, though, I don't know how we can stop with this comparison. Uh, Derek said in response to our tweet that he feels unsuccessful mostly when he sees great achievements in his field by people younger than him. And he knows comparing is terrible, but he can't help it. And then he put the little emoji face with the, like, 
anguish, I, w- I guess is the best way to describe <laughs> it, <laughs> which is exactly how I feel thinking about this too, Derek. And that's the thing. We know we shouldn't be comparing ourselves with people. We know logically that that is not the right thing to do and that that can only make our mindset worse. And yet we still do it. So mm. I don't know. Maybe this podcast episode can be a reminder for people to not like give yourself a break from comparing yourself to others and just focus on your thing. And I don't know how to advise you to never compare yourself to someone ever again because I do that all the time. And we've always said that this show, right, is us on our journey. It's not meant to be have all the answers and be the, you know, the go to guide for getting through things. We can only talk about how we're facing problems and how we're tackling it so I don't know I think what got me out of my funk when I was feeling super uninteresting uninteresting and down that day was to be honest seeing how many other people also face this and that this is a normal feeling to have and like I said seeing people who I know and I think are awesome feel that way made me see that it was irrational what I was feeling and that I should get myself out of it because those people are in it and I don't think they should be and so why should I be in this position either so maybe this episode can help in that way I guess understanding that others feel this as well and we should all give ourselves a break and I'm sure that even the people who you look up to feel this right like the, yes. the people that you probably were hanging out with at that hustle meetup event, whatever, pro- you know, maybe they felt the same about you. Maybe they thought that you were super cool and super interesting and they felt inferior. I wouldn't be surprised if the people who we paint in this successful light, like probably even the people on the 30 under 30 list, I'm sure that they still feel like there's more that they can do and more that they can achieve and that they haven't quite quote unquote made it yet I think that's easy for us to forget too when we're comparing ourselves to people that we find super successful is that probably those successful people also feel this way sometimes yeah that's a really good good thing to recognize and we need to make sure we celebrate our successes as well often my, my reaction whenever someone is like whoa you've got like over 50,000 YouTube subscribers. I'm like, oh, that's nothing compared to, you know, what a lot of successful people on YouTube have. Like, you shouldn't be impressed by that. (laughs) Like, that is my reaction to it. Whereas what it should be is, yeah, it's so cool that I've managed to grow this audience through talking about design. Like, but I don't know. There's something about the tall poppy syndrome, which I realized recently through talking to some Americans, that that is not a phrase that many people know no I don't think so (laughs) yeah it's like a southern hemisphere thing so for anyone who doesn't realize it's like this thing where you cut down the tallest poppies so that when you look across the field everything is even is what basically what the saying means right yeah anyone who rises up gets cut down yeah and and so especially in Australia and New Zealand we have this like I'm not even going to call it humbleness but it's like self-deprecating I guess is is a better word for it so, yeah, I shouldn't have that reaction. And it feels wrong for me to just accept the, like, compliment, I suppose. <laughs> but I need to get over that. And something else I want to add is that uh, a girl who I met at the meetup actually responded to my tweet about it, so meta, Kelsey, and she said, 
It's so easy to be hard on ourselves for no reason. My first impression of you, though, is that you are nothing short of a boss lady. Oh, And so I was nice. like, well, that makes me feel better because I was like at this thing feeling like I was not coming across well. And then Kelsey obviously didn't think that. So yeah. That was nice to hear. That is super nice to hear. Shall we include your tweet in the show notes? Yeah, that sounds good because honestly, especially when you read the reply and and click on the person's profile and see what they're up to, and you realize that this person has no need to feel this way. It, it really did make me feel like, well, I've got no reason to feel this way either. And it helped me get out of it. So I will leave a link to it in there because I do think that it's good to read. Cool. I think that is a wrap on this episode. And Yes, although I feel like we have not really like come to a conclusion or anything. <laughs> well, I think, <laughs> I think the summary of this is really that we all feel this way sometimes. And it's really easy to beat ourselves up and you know, be really hard on ourselves and compare ourselves to others. But I think we just need to remember and remind ourselves that we're, or, or you listening, you know, you are on your own path and you're doing your own cool, badass things. And what you might think is just like inferior or not cool or not as amazing as what someone else is doing is super cool and amazing. And so I think we just need to have a bit more confidence and give ourselves a little bit of a you know a tap on the shoulder because we're all doing great amazing work and that's what matters most do you know what I also talked about this in a vlog because I was daily vlogging while I was in New York and at the end of the vlog I asked for anyone watching to because I'd been watching these tweets come in during the day and it was feeling like kind of depressing like seeing all these people who are thinking badly of themselves mm-hmm. And so what I asked people to do in the comments of the vlog was tell me about something that they're proud of that's happened recently or that they've done recently. Like, what's the thing that you're proud of? And the comments on that vlog are filled with some are little things, some are big things, but it was just super inspiring to read. And I'll leave a link to that as well if you want to go have a look at that. Yeah. Maybe you need to think of something that you're proud of to do with yourself or your projects or whatever and tweet it to us. That could be, yes, that'd be lovely. you know, this is no room for being humble. You can share something that you're proud of and let's let's get ourselves in a better mood about this because <laughs> I don't want this to end on a, you know, on a sad note. So I want you to think of something that that you've done well and and be proud of it. And tell us, we are at Design Life FM on Twitter and we want to hear about it. All right. And if you want to listen to our previous episodes, the last one that we did before this was about feeling overwhelmed, which was also a little bit of a sad feelings topic, but we yeah. promise that it's going to get more positive soon. Yeah. Let's have a more positive episode next time. Uh, but if you want to listen to uh, the previous episodes, you can go to designlife.fm, which is our website. And if you'd like to join our community, we are launching a community very, very soon. If you'd like to be a part of that, you can go to designlife.fm slash community be good to see you there and we can have conversations like this all the time if we want although perhaps we shouldn't because that would get too sad (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay let's chat next week on a more happier note (laughs) yeah good chat and see you next time all right bye bye